Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We're in Shawnee tonight, Shawnee, Kansas, at Shawnee Mission Parkway in Flum, one of my favorite Hy-Vee locations. I know he's walking around here tonight. The brand-new manager here is John Lewis, former football player at Oklahoma State University. He... Used to be a Chiefs, or used to be a Cowboys fan. We've made him a Chiefs fan, at least for tonight. But anyway, I call him JL. He's a great friend and an awesome dude. But we appreciate the spirit here tonight because the spirit of the kingdom, we start every week right here with this crew. We've got some new folks here tonight. We've got representatives from Sporting KC here tonight, which is awesome. Uh, so go sporting. Um, and tonight we have the return of Lucy and Ethel for the first time in many months uh, that are with us tonight. And, of course, our Red Coders are here and some of our geeks' favorites, Susie Bling Bling, Kevin Throman, and others. So we appreciate you being out here tonight. All right, the score just in, and you can boo with me. Titans 27, Chiefs 3. Boo, boo. Okay, that's where we go with that. Then we mouthwash it, we move on because we got to get ready for Monday night football. Actually, tonight it is a special edition of the Chiefs Kingdom because we can call it Hall of Fame night because not only will we hear from Andy Reid, who someday will go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame with his brilliant coaching career, uh, winning a Super Bowl with us and coaching in three Super Bowls, one with the Eagles, and being the fifth, he's closing in on being the fifth winningest coach in the history of the league. He's closing in on Curly Lambeau, and the Packers have their field named after him. So you know what Curly's like. Uh, but Big Red is closing in on him. And then later tonight, we will have Travis Kelsey, a future pro football Hall of Famer and the best tight end 
in National Football League history. A reminder on these Monday Night Kingdom Nights throughout uh, our uh, Metro Kansas City uh, Hy-Vee locations, they have the specials uh, from 4 to 7 every night. But at every Hy-Vee, they've got this QR code that you've seen it. In fact, Kels talks about it. You've seen his ads and heard about it. Uh, Weird Wolf is one of his favorite things. They're not just big deals. Uh, They're not just big deals. They're super hot deals. All you have to do is scan that QR code, and it will change your life. They are the best history, uh, the best deals in the history of groceryness. Okay, so when you see the code, you want to scan it because it will be awesome, particularly here in JL's store because he brings it like no other. Uh, but make sure you scan that code and don't miss out on all the savings. It takes two seconds, and again, they're not just any deals; they are super hot deals. All right, that game yesterday, rough, really rough, but we had some guys that showed some courage and some effort. Uh, Byron Pringle made two big-time plays and got walloped on him. Nick Bolton, so that's for you K-State fans. You K-State fans, you get that one from Pringle, who showed some guts in the game. And then you Mizzou fans, Nick Bolton, 15 tackles yesterday for a rookie, including nine that were unassisted. And that's tackling Derrick Henry all day. Same with same with Ryan, uh, Ron Thornhill with nine tackles, seven of those unassisted. When you get guys putting that kind of effort out, it's time to put the hammer down, baby. Scan the code, take the hammer, find JL. He'll bring the hammer every day here at this Shawnee High V. We got a great show for you tonight. As I mentioned, it's a Hall of Fame edition kind of show. We're going to hear from Coach here in just a little bit. But before we do, it's getting ready for Monday night football. All right, Monday night football. And that means rekindling some of the memories of Monday Night Football at Arrowhead especially. I'll just bring up a couple, and I'll have a a couple others later in the show. But do not forget, Arrowhead became Arrowhead Nuts, G-E-H-A Field now at Arrowhead Stadium, in the 1991 game against Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills, 33-6. Jim couldn't hear, tried to go in no-huddle offense, freaked him out, and – he and Elway were trying to get the crowd to be silent when the, the Broncos were here that year. It just didn't work. So that was Monday night football and a special night of history there. Also in 1995, against the Chargers in overtime, the Chargers punted, and Tamarik Vanover took the punt back for 86 yards for a walk-off punt return for a touchdown. That was huge. Okay, so here we go. It's a Hall of Fame kind of night. We got – beat yesterday, but it's time to rally and get ready to beat the New York football giants, the G-men, as Boomer calls them. It's time for Monday night football at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, and we'll relive history. We're going to have Hall of Fame. It's all coming your way here at the uh, Hy-Vee Store in Shawnee after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. High formation set. And Tannehill will want to throw the football, being pressured. He throws it, it's intercepted. The Chiefs get their first takeaway of the game. As Tannehill trying to throw off his back foot against the pressure, and Willie Gay Jr. gets the interception, the first of his National Football League career. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show. Tonight we're in Shawnee, actually, at the uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill at Shawnee uh, Mission Parkway and Flum. 
And a reminder that we'll have Travis Kelsey on later in the show. But first, let's uh, check in now with one of the winningest head coaches in National Football League history. Moving up the list, he's closing in on Curly Lambeau, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. Coach, thanks for joining us again on our Monday night fireside chat, for lack of a better term. Sometimes these are easy and sometimes they're a challenge. And just your thoughts after that game yesterday and having a day to stew on it. Yeah, well, I think the the obvious is we didn't play well enough, Mitch. And so, um, you know, we, we've got to go kind of go back to the drawing board. We've got an extra day here, and we need to reevaluate as coaches and and make sure that we're giving the players uh, the things that best suits their uh, abilities. And then um, and then the players are doing the same thing. You, you were on the plane, you know that. Those guys were in the back watching their iPads, looking at the game and seeing what they could do better. And and um, and so if you have that joint, uh, that, that everybody pulling together like that, uh, you, you know, you can you can better ourselves. These are right now they're pretty obvious situations. If you can get rid of some of the penalties and turnovers, penalties are crucial situations. Turnovers are always crucial. Um then, then you can, um, you know, you can head the, the ship in the right direction here. But right now, we, we haven't been able to get that done, in particular in the first half. So uh, we need to uh, let's take care of the obvious here first. Let's fix that. If you'd have told me Thursday night you'd hold Henry 29 carries, 86 yards, and his long run was 11, I'd say, man, we win by two touchdowns. Hey, I know it was a rough day. But to hold that guy to those totals is hard to do because, as we mentioned on pregame, he's the Jim Brown of our time. Yeah. So listen, they they um, uh, you know they've got a good running back. They've got a good offense. That quarterback is a good player too. So, uh, but I was proud. I was proud of our guys for doing that part. There, there's there's good and bad in, in, in wins and losses. And so uh, the the positive was you saw some young guys flying around making plays. Uh, saw some old guys making plays. Saw some of those defensive linemen up front making plays. So, listen, I was proud of them for that, the run game. But then you got to be able to transition into that other part, that other phase. We, we can do a better job defending the pass and then offensively passing the football. Yeah. So, and, 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 um, and once we get that thing together, going in the first half and carry it over the second half, like I said, you have a pretty good product. Um, but we've got to get that uh, that stuff taken care of and start faster than what we're we're starting here, both sides of the ball. Nine years ago, I mean, you a lot of coaches would talk it, but I saw you do it. You've done it. You are doing it, and it's like I put out this morning. You know, face it, figure it out, and fix it. Uh, and the first part is facing it, which I've seen you do so many times. How much of those at a collaborative effort? I mean, people, you have position groups, then you have the offense and defense, but how much it is everybody working together and this being a collaborative effort to face it and then to fix it? Yeah, it's literally everybody. I mean, coaches and players. Um, I mean, you can add the trainers in there and the PRP, you put everybody in the, in the mix there. So, um, but uh, the coaches and players have to be on the same page and they've got to make sure that they're they're doing their job and um and, and like i said coaches give players an opportunity to exploit their talents and that you know the players go out and do it within the kind of guidelines of 
of the offense and defense. And so, um, you know, that's, that's where we're at right now. And if we do that, then we'll get rid of some of these penalties. We'll get some rid of some of these um, turnovers. And, um, and you can say a turnover belongs to one person, but are you putting that guy in the right position to make that play? Um, and are you using his strengths the best way you possibly can? So uh, those are all things that uh, you go back and evaluate. It's interesting, in some of these giveaways, they're after plus gains. I mean, many of them have been double-digit plus gains. It seems like teams are saying, we're going to get unusually physical after a plus gain, and we're going to punch the ball out or knock the guy into next week. What about kind of recalibrating physically and mentally to get that grit that you're always talking about? Yeah, yeah you get, there's, got, there's definitely got to be a want to. I, I appreciate the effort, <clears throat> but we got to finish. we got to finish things. So in those situations, they've all been a little different. But in those situations, yeah, you, you've got to protect the football. And that's uh, like rule number one when you're an offense player or a defense player with an interception or a special teams player that touches the ball with a return game. So uh, protect the football. You keep it high and tight and, and you roll. Now, uh, in some cases, we're not doing that. I'm also fascinated in football now with, with the passing game being proliferant. However, these wide techniques by defensive outside guys, uh, what they call them a wide seven or wide nine, I mean, they're the difficulty for an outside blocker blocking scheme to find those guys and block them in space. How difficult is that? Yeah, you're, you're okay. Depending on, you know, the width is also determined by the quarterback's drop and whatever down and distance it is. So, um, you, you know, you should be able to get the ball off and – in time uh, to do that. And then you can alter your, your, your steps on your drop. There's all kinds of ways from going vertical to horizontal to a point. Um, there are things that you can do that can narrow that distance down if needed. So we've got to, we've got to do better in that area, you know, um, but we've also got to coordinate that with the throw game. So they're going to take those wide nines and, um, we've got to make sure that we're doing the right things with the time of you know, the routes. I always look for effort, even when it's 24 to nothing or 24 to three. But when I reviewed the video of this game, Byron Pringle stood out. There was a 23 yarder that he made on an effort play. Uh, saw Tyreek too, kind of twist his body, but then Pringle comes back on the fourth down and makes a play and gets slobber knocks and hang on to the ball. What about Pringle just giving you some oomph when you needed it in that game? And how much does that help guys uh, prepare for this week? Yeah, he's been a positive in there. So, I um, mean, he's played more and have had opportunities. And, um, you know, the quarterback trusts him in, the, in those kind of situations and put the ball up to him. And, and, uh, and he's a tough kid. Did a nice job with those. Going to the defensive side, uh, you mentioned some personal effort here. Bolton, 15 tackles, nine of those were unassisted. And these weren't after nine-yard runs, and he's jumping on the pile. Uh, just about him and his growth, especially in that game against that kind of team where you know it's going to be a rough physical game, and for him not shying away from it but actually jumping right in the middle of it. Yeah, no, I thought he did a nice job. Um, uh, both he and Willie had opportunities in this game to play, and I thought both of them played, played well. Um, Bolton was all over the place making tackles. Willie had the interception and also made some plays in there too. So, um, 
some of the young guys. I thought did a nice job, which that's a plus going forward here. Another one that showed up to me because he had to fill the alley many times was Thornhill. He had seven tackles, seven of those, or nine tackles, I should say, seven of those unassisted. But many times it was filling the alleys as safety. Um, what about him and maybe just kind of getting there, like moving forward positively? Yeah. Yeah, no, he did do a nice job. He, uh, <clears throat> he's a good tackler normally anyway. So, But he he came up and, and I thought did a nice job when, when he was asked to fill in those spots. And we're asking a guy coming from secondary level down in the linebacker level and making a play. Um, uh, that's what safeties do. So, I mean, this – and he did a he did a nice job. You didn't put Patrick back into the game, but it was great to see him at the podium after the game. Uh, just what about that decision? And then monitoring Patrick as you get ready for the Giants. Yeah, I just thought it was best at that time. Um, he, he had passed the protocol. Again, he had been hit a few times, and I thought it was best that he just stand there and watch for a little bit and and give Chad a shot in there, and um, and then. You know, Pat's gonna. No, nobody cares more, or wants to get it right than, than he does. Um, and so, when he doesn't, he feels all of that, and and that's what's gonna help him change what's going on right now. So, um, and, and and so you, it builds a confidence in you that he'll, he'll be able to write his part of it, and um, and and will be will will work out for us. Been on the primetime stage a lot. That's good when you're one of the elite teams in this league. It's been fun. But with playing on Monday Night Football, adjust the week. And you're so calculated and so organized in how you approach the week. It's been a while since we've been on Monday night, it seems like. But how does that change your week and how the guys approach it by having the extra day uh, coming up for this New York Giant game? Yeah, so they do. They have an extra day. And um, it probably comes in a good time for them. Uh, to rest up and get ready for this upcoming week. Monday night's always exciting, especially in Arrowhead. I mean, it's a it's a great experience, and um, and so uh, we've got to have a good week of practice and get ourselves ready for a good Giant football team. And and uh, you know that's what I anticipate happening. And they'll come in with some confidence because they clocked Carolina yesterday. You faced New York for 14 years in the same division. Uh, we've played them a couple times since you've been here. Uh, but this New York team seems to have kind of a physical identity, too, or at least they want to have that. Hasn't that been that way down through the years? Yeah, no, it has. Um, you've watched a lot of those games, and so you know it's uh, they're, they're a good physical football team. They've got a good young quarterback, um, and they play good, solid defense. So um, we'll need to... We'll need to have a good week of practice and get ourselves ready to go. Confidence is a fragile thing, but you talked about starting fast, finishing drives, and getting it rolled again. Um, just getting the spark back in this team from a mental standpoint, too. Uh, how important is that in, just in the next several days, in the next 48 to 72 hours, to kind of get that Chiefs feeling back? Yeah, you got to trust each other. That Everybody's going to do their job and do it the best of their ability and and, and work together. And I, I, you know, that's where your locker room comes in. A good locker room comes in with that good coaches. And I feel like that's what we have. Well, we got the right guy uh, working it to um, face it, figure it out and fix it. But appreciate you being on with us tonight. We'll get ready for a big Monday night football game against the New York football giants. All right, Mitch. How do those redheads out there, man? They're out here, coach. 
All right, head coach Andy Reid, stay tuned. We're going to hear from Travis Kelsey. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Allen is a tight wing. They're going to bring it on an end around. Tyreek Hill, 35-40. Hill, 45. Outside block and angling in front of his bench. That's the longest play the Chiefs have had in this game, and no penalty. It is an end around to Tyreek Hill, well-designed, and they will say a gain of 18 yards and a good block by Blake Bell on the outside. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Shawnee at Shawnee Mission Parkway and Flum. And again, we've got specials out here tonight. Plus, make sure you scan that code, man. You see Kels on the commercial. Scan the code uh, because they're like the greatest specials of all time. They're super hot deals. But with me now is the greatest tight end to ever play in the National Football League. I'll argue with everybody about it. I've got the evidence to prove it, but he's with us tonight on this Monday night, and it's Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, it is good to have you with us this evening. Bitch, you're the best, man. And uh, I just want to start off by apologizing to Chiefs Kingdom, man. We got to play better. And uh, we're in the building today, right after the game. We're, we're going to figure this thing out. Uh, stick with us. I know it hasn't been pretty, but we're, uh, we're, we're figuring it out. And shout out to Lucy and Ethel. Uh, I know you guys are watching. They're, they're here. Uh, Lucy and Elther, Thelma and Louise, they wanted to drive off the Kitbon Bridge last night. Like, don't go off the bridge. Stay with us here. Uh, but honestly, let's just take this from a standpoint of getting it personal. Throughout your career, you have had to deal with ups and downs. I mean, the injuries in 13, you come rolling right back. Um, I've said this before about coach, 14, 15, 17, 19. Here we are again, but the guy troubleshoots it. And you've been a big part of getting it fixed. What about training yourself mentally and physically to be that way? Because it's easy to run off and hide someplace. It is. And it's easy to point blame. It's easy not to take uh, ownership and get defensive. And, um, you know, we have, we all have to step it up. We have to look each, look each other in the eye and look ourselves in the mirror and, and, uh, and figure out who we want to be and how we want this season to go. Because um, it's just it's not pretty football. And, and we can feel it. We can feel it on the sideline. We got to find the energy, uh, the, the positive energy, the good energy, and uh, playing for each other. It's just um, right now it, it hasn't been it hasn't been fun, um, especially with the, the the games that we've had recently. Um, and just you know we haven't been fixing the little things, and that's that's where it really gets gets me is you know guys are working their tail off. Uh, we just have to go into the game and, and and put it into into play. You know, doing what we're doing in practice in the games. And um, that's the biggest thing that, that I've learned over the course of my ups and downs of my career is, you know, Coach Reed is going to do an unbelievable job of presenting the challenge, making sure that he takes care of us mentally and physically. Um, but if we're struggling, he's going to make sure that we put in that work. You know, him and Coach Coach Eric Bieniemy, I know Spags on the defensive side, we're workhorses. We're, we like to go in, figure it out, put in the work. We, uh, we know everybody's a little sore. Uh, we're fighting our tail off. It hasn't been going our way, but, um, you know, it starts every single week with the practice week and how we approach our meetings and and and, and mentally how we come into the day. And uh, I think Coach Reed does an unbelievable job with that. And uh, you know, it, 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 you're always ascending. You're always trying to find ways to get better. While when, when that happens, and that's where we are right now. Kelsey, I want to ask you a couple things here that I've noticed teams are defensively doing a couple things, but they're forcing you into long drives. Right? We've seen these 12, 14, 15 play drives. But it'll be like one play that just gets it off the track, maybe a false start here or a penalty, and then to overcome that. How much have you had to retrain 
collectively as an offense in yourself to go, hey, this may not be a three-play, 70-yard pass. This may be a grind. And then how much of it moving forward to be successful is making sure that you're on it for all 14 plays of a drive. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it should be clockwork. I'm not going to lie. It should be clockwork. We, we should be just taking care of business and, and, and moving the ball downfield no matter how, how, many, how, how many plays you know, it, it takes, how many plays per drive, how many times it takes us to, to you know, come up big on a third down. Um, what that does is it, it presents, you know, it presents that challenge every single week to or every single play to, you know, maintain that concentration. And um, right now we just have to make sure that even though things might not go our way, we can't, you know, let doubt seep in. We can't get frustrated. We can't feel a certain way if it's first and 15, you know, or, you know, you try your best to stay out of those situations. But if it happens, you know, don't feel like all the weight's on our shoulders and now we have to do something spectacular. Um, we have the ability to move the ball on anybody and we just have to, you know, take care of the football, uh, make sure we don't get those penalties, um, snap off on the, at the top of break so that, you know, you get open a little quicker and a little bit more clear for the guy back there, just making it easier on each other. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely all correctable in my mind. The other thing I've noticed is teams are getting like unusually physical after gains. For example, I mean, these, these giveaways are – this is not us, right? 17 giveaways in seven games. You're like, well, this isn't what we do and how we do it. But a, a lot of them are after gains, Kels. They're after like a 10-yard or 12-yard or 14-yard gain, and then they come in and try to slobber knock you. What about training yourself or retraining, recalibrating the offense and offensive minds and personally – to handle that knowing it's coming. I've got a 15-yard game, but somebody's coming around here trying to knock the ball out of my face. I mean, it's a, those are all practice habits. That's why you do it in practice so that when it, when you're in the game, it's instinctual. Um, making, a, making an effort in practice so that you don't have to think about it in the game. You can play free, but you know that the ball is protected. I, like I said, guys are, are concentrating on it. We're getting better at it. In practice, you see guys focusing in on it. We just have to do it in the game. It's as simple as that. Saw some plays, though, yesterday. You had the one at the boundary right in front of me in the 27-yarder that was big. And Pringle stepped up. Like He's like, okay, Man. I'm going to make a play. What about guys making tough plays when it's the toughest to do it? Yeah. No, and that's what this team is, you know, that's what we've, we've built here, you know, is that that culture that, you know, when, it, when the game's on the line, when we need a big play, we can make that play. And, uh, you know, Pringle made a few huge plays for us downfield. Um, as well as, you know, all the other guys. And, and it's not just one guy. It's kind of sporadically. We just got to put it all together and, uh, and, and just maintain that, that playmaking ability uh, throughout the course of the game. And people ask me all the time, how's Patrick handling? What's he doing? Um, he took that shot yesterday. It's great. Glad to see him clear protocol. But you working with Patrick and the rest of the offense this week, nobody wants to fix it more than Patrick or coach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's, he was already in here uh, watching the game getting a head start on the Giants, it's um, it, it's clockwork to him. He's one of the most competitive guys I know. And I know if anybody's going to get it fixed, it's him. So I, I got all the faith in the world in 1-5, and even when you know things weren't going our way, um, he was still out there battling his tail off, man, trying to find a way every single third down, every single drive to, to keep prolong the driver, you know, get us in that end zone. And, um, you know, some things aren't going our way right now with tip balls and, you know, just how the ball keeps coming out. It's just um, – you know, it's there, some things you just got to power through and, and, and keep fighting and find a way to fix it. 
And uh, I know one five is always trying to find that. And that's what makes uh, the Chiefs, you know, who we are. What also makes it who we are is you being a war horse. War horse. 422 snaps this year. You're getting close to 4,000 snaps here in this run that we've had over the last and you're the one guy that hasn't missed any time. I try to remind everybody this. The only two games you have missed since the beginning of 2014 are the two games you were held out when we didn't play the starters. Now, I want everybody to know that as among all the catches and touchdowns and yards, which are the best in the league ever to do those things, the fact that you approach this, you live your words, but how do you keep rolling? How do you keep just plowing away when uh, – I know it's a demand on you physically. I mean, that's, I just, you know, I've been fortunate enough that a lot of the stuff that, that, that I've been, I've been through in terms of injury and discomfort and just the, just how the game of football can, you know, keep you off the field every now and then, you know, it's, it is the, it's the game, you know, it's a physical game. Guys are flying around. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've just been fortunate that I've, I've, I haven't taken a huge injury to the point where I can't play the game. You know, I, I'm battling through discomfort. Everybody is that's out there, you know, but I think that, uh, you know, I've been uh, I've been blessed with great teammates that that, that block for me, that, that make sure that, you know, when the ball's in, in my hands, they're out trying to get another body. So I'll take that extra hit. Um, quarterbacks not throwing me into, you know, headaches every every single play. You know, you don't get that in throughout the league. You know, sometimes guys just have the fortune of, you know, playing with great teammates and, and that that's definitely something I have here in Kansas city is, you know, I'm fortunate that, you know, I got the coaches, the trainers and the, uh, the, the guys in the building, you know, making it all happen for me. Um, it's definitely a lot of, a lot of, I don't want to say luck, but a lot of fortune that, that I've, I've been able to play this long and uh, play my tail off for chiefs kingdom like this. Kelsey, you also have this shoulder roll thing. I said it's like a post in basketball. You never know he's going left shoulder, right shoulder, like you crush people with it. I asked Patrick about it. He goes, that's the way he plays basketball too, man. Some people will call you like Luka Doncic. I go, no, he's like the post guy that you can't – is it just instinctive or have you worked on that move? Because it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely been instinctive uh, since I've gotten it. But, I mean, that's what I, it definitely stems from basketball. I mean, I was a low post player growing up. I was always the tallest on the team. Uh, maybe not the the one that could jump the highest, but I was down there, you know, banging, knowing that I could get physical in the post. And that's kind of just been how I've transitioned into the tight end position is thinking a lot of what I'm doing is like I'm playing low post basketball because there's going to be times where you got to catch the ball, drop step, and make a powerful move. And uh, I think that that kind of mindset when you're in between the hashes or when you catch the ball downfield, uh, to drop step and dip the shoulder and make sure you, you take an explosive step out of out of the transition. Um, a lot of that stuff stems from basketball, and I think it's helped me in my career without a doubt. It's so fun to watch it. Did you get any and ones when you're in the low post in basketball? Oh, yeah. without a, That was my specialty right there. I got the best pump fake in the world, baby. <laughs> Did you make the free throw, though? Oh, yeah. No. You know it, baby. It's free money. <laughs> We're talking with Travis Kelsey, the best tight end to ever play in the National Football League. We're going to talk about 87 and running when we come back. Again, we're in the Chiefs Kingdom Show. We're at the Shawnee Hy-Vee Market Grill at Shawnee Mission Parkway in Flum. Back with more from Kels after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Split out to a flex tight end position on the near side is Kelsey. Three wide left, including Hill in the slot. He'll come to Kelsey on an out. Peels away from the defender, 50. Cuts it back inside and down to the Titan 39-yard line. 
Travis Kelsey, a patented out, and then he made the DB miss, a gain of 25 yards. Crutchshank eventually got him, but the Chiefs moving down 24. It's Holtz back with you again, the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Shawnee, Shawnee Parkway and Flum, and our special guest tonight, tonight, the best tight end to ever play in the National Football League, Chiefs tight end, Travis Kelsey. 87 and running, man. It is flourishing. Just give us the lowdown on how it's going and uh, what's next on the agenda. Man, we um, I'm just so blessed to be able to get the the you know the community in Kansas City to to buy into what 87 and running means. Um, we've been able to you know give kids in in Kansas City something that they wouldn't have otherwise, and that's the ignition lab, the robotics lab over at Operation Breakthrough. Um, things that are just you know. It, it, it changes lives. And, uh, and right now we've got the Kelseroni going over at Minsky's pizza. We got, <laughs> you can, uh, you can go on to 87, 87 or Ronnie's homepage and, uh, and, you know, pledge every single catch that I get, you can donate. Um, we got a, we got a bunch of fun ways that you can help, uh, raise funds. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's a blessing to, to be here in Kansas city, be a part of Kansas city as a community and, uh, and see how much this, this city really loves each other because, uh, the amount of support I get through 87 or running is, uh, it's humbling. Man. You bring joy to a room. It, I mean, you just light up a room, whether it's the tight end room or whenever I see you, man, it's just like, all right, it's good to see you. But how much have you seen that in the kids who have been able through operation breakthrough and your 87 and running efforts, how much joy have you seen it bring to them? Oh man. Um, I remember walking into operation breakthrough when I was a rookie and, uh, and reading, a. Cat in the Hat or a Dr. Seuss book on Dr. Seuss's birthday. It was uh, it was uh, like a an event that the Chiefs did with uh, with Operation Breakthrough, and um, seeing those kids in first grade kindergarten, um, and now as they're getting older, I've been here nine years, so them going into high school, finally being a, getting getting to the end of what Operation Breakthrough was for the for my first eight years being here. Um, it's now opening doors for high school kids. You know, so the kids that I was reading to back then, I've seen them grow all the way up into being high school kids or being in middle school now. And um, the smiles, the, the the genuine, you know, appreciation for, for everything that they're getting over there and all the people that are, you know, making their, their lives better or, 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 you know, giving that much energy to those kids. Um, to see the smiles and see how appreciative all of them are is just, you know, it's, it's the world. It's whatever. It's, it's everything that, that really matters in this in this life. And I just um, I can't thank Kansas City enough and Operation Breakthrough enough for, you know, their efforts and making this all come together. Again, talk with Travis Kelsey, best tight end in NFL history with us tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom show. You approach 87 and running much like you approach your game before the break. We talked about just how durable you've been and how productive you've been over a long period of time. You seem to approach 87 and running the same way. How much is your guys are always thinking, hey, let's do something new. What are we thinking about? Let's just uh, keep going. You mentioned like the robotics lab. But how much is it you're always trying to keep it fresh and pushing forward? I mean, it's uh, it's it's kind of fun. It's fun to try and, you know, <laughs> present more for these kids. And it really is because you can see how much they appreciate and how much fun they have with it. Um, and uh it started off with the robotics lab when they when they expanded there uh, into the building across the street, and now that uh, you know, I, I I realized that it was only until eighth grade, and I always asked them like, why aren't you? Why don't you guys have somewhere for the high school kids to go? Because that's where you know, when I got to high school, that's where I really grew as a kid, and I really started to grasp or latch onto things and and, and want to be a part of something, and uh, 
And so that's when the ignition lab came, came up. We bought the muffler shop through 87 Rennings foundation. Uh, that, that was right next door to the building they had just renovated. And, um, from there, it was just trying to find ways to, to, to make this everything for the kids. And we made it the ignition lab and the ignition lab is somewhere for 14 to 18 year old kids to go to where they can prolong their, their education in STEM and then possibly, you know, find their careers and what they want to be in high school. And it has so many different labs in there. It's, it's hard to even remember how many, how much stuff they really have at their disposal. And it's just, um, it's cool, man. It's all, it's, it makes me want to go back. Uh, like Billy Madison and get taught everything all over again, man. It's uh, it's really fun. And have, have you had kids come up and go, "Hey, thank you." I mean, you, again, you mentioned nine. Oh years. man, all the time. They, they, I got uh, probably twenty to thirty birthday cards of everybody in, at Operation Breakthrough saying "Happy Birthday" and "Thank you for everything." I mean, it's just it's it's so humbling, and it's not just me. I hope everybody understands that I might be the one that's on the face of eighty-seven and running foundation. But there are so many people that, that are making this this train run. And I'm just so appreciative that I, I got a, a great group of men and women that uh, that make all of this happen. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Another beautiful thing. We'll close this way. One of my favorite parts of Super Bowl 54 was you hugging your dad uh, after that game. And we had you mic'd up. and But just your upbringing uh, we know about your relationship with J- Jason, but how much did that just form your heart to what you are today and helping these kids and being such a warhorse on the field? Man, it, uh, what my father did for me as a kid, I mean, I, I'm so fortunate, so blessed, man. He, uh, he literally went to the extent, the maximum extent, just to give me anything that I, that I could use or anything I could have fun with. And that means every single sport. I'm talking hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, on and off the field, he 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 always, he always pushed, you know, whatever made me enjoy life, and um and man, all of that kind of just got bottled up and it turned into an NFL tight end, and uh, I really I everything kind of came full circle in that moment, you know, from uh, from the from the moment he you know gave me a baseball bat or the moment he gave me that Bernie Kosar Halloween costume that I wore every single day of the year because I wanted to be a Cleveland Brown or an NFL football player, and you know. Now I'm actually wearing a real NFL jersey and little kids can, you know, grab mine for Halloween and stuff. You know, all that comes full circle and it's just, uh, you know, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And what a moment I had uh, for the big guy there. Let him know, you know, everything you gave me finally, you know, the insurance finally came back. (laughs) (laughs) You still have the Kozar jersey some ways? I I would assume we do not. I'm not going to lie. I assume, I mean, that thing, it got its wear and tear for sure. It's not up in a closet someplace. (laughs) You never know. My dad might have it somewhere. It'll pop up one of these days. Hey, Kels, thanks for being with us tonight. Thanks so much. Uh, My mantra this week is face it, figure it out, and fix it. And that's where we're at right now, and I know we share that together, brother. Well, let's fix it. Chiefs Kingdom, hang in there, baby. We're, We're working. All right. Travis Kelsey, our guest tonight on the Chiefs King. And back to wrap things up after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Second down and 14 for the Chiefs with 2-11 to go in the first half, 24 to nothing, Tennessee. Mahomes underneath finds Kelsey. And Kelsey now flips it out and gives it to McKinnon. And McKinnon's got a first down and out of bounds to stop the clock at the 36-yard line. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. 
a week from tonight, we'll be cranking it up at GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium against the New York Football Giants, the G-Men. And it's time to get back on track with the Chiefs Kingdom. Special thanks to Travis Kelsey. How awesome is that dude? Uh, I said to our live audience here during the break, it's just so easy to take him for granted. Is He just brings us greatness every day. And like Coach Reed says, when you see greatness every day, you tend to take it for granted thinking it's commonplace. It is not commonplace with him. By the way, I will tell you, Travis Kelsey, his appearance on the Chiefs Kingdom show is helped uh, made presented by Hellsburg Diamonds. Thanks to Hellsburg Diamonds, they've served the Chiefs Kingdom for over 100 years. I didn't even know we were around that long, but I guess we were. So I thought it was our 62nd year, but those other 38 years, maybe we're doing something cool. Uh, but also, Hellsburg Diamonds has 200 locations nationwide. Maybe even Armenia. I don't know for Armenians that are here tonight. Uh, again, great crew here. We got Sporting KC folks here. Uh, we got the yes, we do. We got from Stafford, Kansas. I mean, they're just all over the place. And appreciate our young ones being here tonight. Uh, just a reminder: this QR code when you go to Hy-Vee, Kels is on the TV commercial. In fact, it's pretty cool. But make sure you see it around the store here in the Shawnee store at Shawnee Mission Parkway in Flum. Make sure, though, you scan the code because it will change your life. Because they're not only deals, they are super hot deals. Right. And that is huge. All right. Make sure you do it. It's the, some of the best specials in the history of groceryness are when you scan that code uh, with the super hot deals. It only takes a couple seconds, and then you're ready to roll. I mentioned doing something great and taking it for granted. Um, a couple guys, not only Kels, and Patrick Mahomes uh, in 52 games now in his career has every – he's number one in every passing category of any quarterback in the first 52 games of his career. But one guy that we can take for granted is Tyreek Hill because I'm not sure it has been documented enough what he's done on a historic scale. For example, yesterday, what he was able to accomplish – he is the fifth wide receiver in NFL history, 102 years in this league, to have at least 50 catches, at least 500 receiving yards, at least five touchdowns. And again, we're just getting, I mean, we're seven games into this season. In each of his first six years, that has only been done by four other wide receivers. And that list includes Larry Fitzgerald, Marvin Harrison, and Randy Moss. I just think we take him for granted, right? It's, it's crazy what he's done. Plus, he's had 63 touchdowns as a wide receiver. Uh, that includes some returns. So we've got to give him credit for those punt returns early in his career. But since 2016, 63 touchdowns as a wide receiver. In that same time span throughout history, only two guys have accomplished it. Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. I mean, we talk about the cheetah, but I'm not sure we talk about him enough. And I'm not sure we talk about him on a historic scale enough. Uh, because, again, like Coach Reed says, when you see it all the time, you start to think it's commonplace. So we have three guys on this team that we're watching history every time uh, they go on the field with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So we are blessed in the Chiefs' kingdom with those guys. All right. Now, it's time to get ready uh, for Monday Night Football and the G-Men, the New York Giants. And you're coming up here to do this because you're going to be my special hammer Toss her down. I need you to come up here, buddy. That's right. All right, here he comes. In our live audience here. Not sure what grade he's in. 
But here's what we're going to do. Don't hit the table. The only guy that did it was Dustin Colquitt. He broke the table. It, like, screwed us up for years. Okay. So it's time to beat the uh, New York Giants. It's time to put the hammer down, baby. Great job. Great job. Tell your teacher at school tomorrow you put the hammer down. I saw that. That's awesome. Hey, that was a great job. That was huge. Okay, Monday Night Football, we've had some history and we've had some fun down throughout the years. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the 91 game, which really kind of started the aura of GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium when Jim Kelly couldn't hear himself think, right? Chiefs blow him out 33-6. to We talked about the Tamarik Vanover return, which when I'm calling the game, our executive producer that you know is Dan Israel. He's here from time to time. That game is famous because he was trying to get the crowd mixed because the crowd was so loud at that point that he turned me down. So if you hear it in, throughout uh, history, you'll hear it. Van overtakes the punt at his own of what would be 26, uh, 100 minus 86, uh, blah, 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 at the 14 or whatever. And you hear him, he's at the 20s, at the, that, and the crowd just goes crazy. They go, man, it was so loud, it drowned you out. Well, now you kind of know the rest of the story. But Dan Israel is so amazingly good. Like, that's the only time he ever goofed up. But he had these faders. He was going wild. And anyway, that was fun on that night to walk off with an 86-yard punt return to beat the Chargers. Speaking of the Chargers, it looked like they had us beat in 2011. Phillip with 1L Rivers. At quarterback, all they have to do is go to a knee and have a quarterback sneak and kick a field goal, and we're going to lose 23-20. to He fumbles the center to quarterback exchange on a kneel down on a quarterback sneak, and the incomparable Andy Studebaker recovers the fumble. It was like a .001% chance. After that, we take the game to overtime and suck up kicks a field goal. Goodbye, Chargers. And we win in overtime on Monday Night Football in 2011. And then, and then, maybe the coup de grace of Monday nightness at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium was in 2014. The big, bad Patriots came into town. And the Royals were getting ready to play the Oakland A's the next night in a wild card game. And they came over to the stadium. Salvi was there. Uh, Ned Yost was there. A couple other dudes was there, maybe Guthrie. But anyway, final score, Chiefs 41, the Patriots 14. Tom Brady was benched. I went back and archived this today, and there were people writing stories like, he's done, it's over. Their dynasty's done. Well, I guess not. They missed on that one. But on one glorious night on Monday Night Football, which can be magical, as we know, in that stadium, Tom Brady seriously had his worst night as a professional in the regular season and got benched in the game by Belichick. So that was fun. So here come the New York football giants. And uh, it's on Monday night, and it's time right now to get the blood pumping. If Kelsey didn't do it, if Coach didn't do it, then our crowd here at the Hy-Vee in Shawnee will do it. It is time to get ready for it because we are getting ready to beat the New York football giants and turn this ship around. Special thanks to the folks at Hy-Vee. Special thanks to Ryan Westward, our pilot. Special thanks to John Lewis, JL, here in Shawnee. What a fabulous store they have here. And all of you, including people driving from four hours away to be here tonight, we appreciate it. Next week, we will be in Olathe, a little further south, at the 119th Street location on Tuesday night. Remember, with Monday Night Football, it's a Tuesday night show next week. Thank you, everybody, for your enthusiasm and your spirit. Thank you for joining us on what has been a Hall of Fame night, hopefully you'll never forget, on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning, every Friday morning at 7.30, leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.